Kim Thomas. Welcome to the Advent season of Curate's Corner, where we're celebrating that because of the love of God for sinners, he sent Christ to bring us the joy of salvation, the hope of eternal life, and the peace of God to rule our hearts. You'll want to take advantage of that PDF I've mentioned. It's available for you to download at advent.thevillagechapel.com or in the show notes below. This is our fourth week of this Advent podcast, and we'll begin by visiting where the boot of Italy connects to the rest of the continent. It's just 23 miles west of Venice. It's the small city of Padua. Here, eight historical buildings house 14th century frescoes declared in 2021 to be a UNESCO World Heritage Site. Among them is the Scriveni Chapel, where the beginning of Renaissance art was birthed, influencing a century of great art. The chapel itself has a very humble exterior, not heavily ornate or adorned. Nothing on the outside, in fact, gives you any indication of what might be on the inside. But it does stand firm with simple, tall walls coming to a slightly sloped peak roof. Inside, however, the impact is spectacular. The vaulted ceiling is the classic azurite blue that we've come to expect of Renaissance paintings. And it continues into the paintings as the sky in each of the narratives, allowing for the entire space to create an alternate reality feeling. The walls and ceilings are covered in carefully prepared biblical narratives, as well as painted architectural elements added to the plain interior space. Where moldings and pilasters were absent, Giotto, our master painter, painted highly decorated versions. And on the south wall where we will focus, we find today's feature, the Adoration of the Magi, one of the 39 frescoes in the chapel that Giotto di Bandone painted in 1305 considered by some to be the very greatest paintings of the Renaissance. Giotto had 40 helpers, and he figured 625 days it would take for them to paint the chapel. He came up with a day being that portion of the painting that they could work on before the plaster itself would dry and it would become no longer workable. A work and labor of love. The world continues to enjoy today, hundreds and hundreds of years later. Giotto di Bandoni was a revolutionary painter for his time, able to break free from the flat, stylized Byzantine portrayal of figures of his time. He added dimension and a more natural expression to the faces, a sculptural aspect to the bodies, 
and an overall depth to the scenes he painted, which was somewhat unheard of in his time. His impact on uh, everything was so important that many scholars actually consider him to be the most important painter of the 14th century. Interesting side point about Giotto. At one point, his bones were exhumed, and it was discovered that Giotto himself was a four-foot dwarf. But we can see that his height never kept that incredible master painter's vision and impact from being huge. Painting frescoes was a very physical work, and Giotto was not only able to overcome his challenges, but also to become an innovator and a contributor to the arts historically. Today, the historical portrayal that we'll look at includes the three magi, an angel, Joseph, Mary, and Jesus, and a very tall, long-legged camel with a young man holding the lead on the camel, trying to quiet him. All are clothed in pale colors. The painting seems mostly to be bathed in whites and ivories, pale lilacs, all except Mary, who sits just off-center, holding the baby Jesus in her lap, and she's clothed in a deep burgundy gown with a gold wrap. The tender posture of the one kneeling magi in front of her and the gaze of Joseph and Mary and the young man who is desperately tending to the camel who is a little bit restless, trying to settle him down, all work together to create the mood of adoration as the title suggests. The camel adds an imminent feeling of realism, keeping it from being a perfect scene of posed actors. It reminds me that Christ came to a noisy world, not a perfect one. One of the more historic aspects of interest in the painting is Giotto's portrayal of the star of Bethlehem in the scene. It is believed that it was actually inspired by Halley's Comet, which Giotto would have seen in 1301. The ball of fire swooshing through the sky would certainly have made an impact on the painter and been a star of stars. A spacecraft was launched in 1986 by the European Space Agency to study the comet, and it was named after Giotto. The story of the Magi has always been interesting to me. These learned ones who came from so far away to investigate something that was really not even a part of their own religious practice, but had deeply spurred their curiosity. It's so inspiring to me. Those in Jerusalem, which Jerusalem was only around five miles away from Bethlehem. They had not even taken the time to go and see this thing that so many had heard of. But the wise men came from afar with gifts. They fell on their knees and they worshiped. May we too, my friends, be curious. May we come and may we worship. Today's scripture focus comes to us from Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12, which tell the story of the Magi. 
Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and we have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all of Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people, Israel. And then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy, and going into the house, they saw the child where Mary, his mother, was. And they fell down, and they worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold, and frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. This is the word from Matthew 2, verses 1 through 12. I love that the wise men knew not to go back to Herod, who had uh, tried to deceive them, that he wanted to come and to see this little one. And yet we know that Herod was uh, concerned that his his leadership was, in, uh, was being threatened by this young one that was coming, the king of the Jews. And uh, so the wise men went home by another route so as not to go back and to tell Herod what they had seen. What a beautiful story. And I'm grateful today that uh, we can celebrate this wonderful time when the star shone over Bethlehem and um, this beautiful picture of Mary and Joseph and the baby were there and the Magi came, fell down and worshipped him. May we do the same over and over and over. May we be reminded to come and to worship him. Today's prayer focus is um, salvation. And each week on this uh, first day of the week, we've been reminded to pray for salvation for those perhaps who have not yet come to see and to worship. So let's do that today. Father, we do pray for those who perhaps are still very far away and uh, you are still putting the star out and inviting them to come. I pray, Lord, whether it's our friends, our relatives, 
our neighbors, even those that we live with, those in our own homes that we love so much. And we long for them to know the truth of the gospel, to come and to see, to worship, to kneel, and to be seized by the great affection of the gospel that Jesus has come, the light of the world has come to bring to us the hope of eternal life. We pray, Lord, on this day for the salvation of those who have not yet known that. Lord, use whatever means that we might be a part of, and Lord, would you give us words and opportunity, give us courage, and Lord, may this Advent season not pass uh, before our loved ones have the opportunity to know you as Savior. Thank you, Father, for the story of the Magi who traveled the long distance to come to see, to worship. May we do the same, even day after day, Lord, when we feel far away from you. Would you draw us again close, that we might uh, bring you our gifts of, um, just the simple gift of our heart, Lord, our surrender, that we may come and worship and bow down. We love you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Curate's Corner with Kim Thomas is a resource of the Village Chapel in Nashville, Tennessee. If you find this daily podcast beneficial, leave a review and share it with friends and family. For more resources or to support our ministry, visit thevillagechapel.com. Music for this podcast by Charlie Peacock.